Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. be sober. This morning I went to my first Zoom meeting and it was amazing. I was not expecting to be so emotional throughout. Went to the meeting of my home group and um, saw a lot of people that I love and seeing their faces for the first time in a while was very powerful. Seeing everyone in their own element was meaningful. And uh, I was just kind of blown away by it. I'm looking forward to regularly attending that. Pretty cool. Pretty amazing. Great message this morning. The message this morning, I have, I've had, if I had to summarize it, was we don't know what the hell's going on, but God does. And this is an opportunity. Some people said to be a representative of peace and trust and faith and good behavior. It was beautiful. Looking forward to tomorrow's. For some reason, I was so moved by it that I pulled out a bunch of stuff this morning that I have here with me as I drink my regular Lipton tea. No fuss, no BS. And um, one of the things is my original big book. I just found it this morning and looking at it, and it's thrashed and I don't know. I'm just very emotional this morning honed in on what truly matters yet again. (laughs) Thinking about all the things I've gone through in sobriety. All the things I've walked through in sobriety. Stone cold sober. Alert. Seeking. It's one thing to go through stuff when you're really not present 
done plenty of that too, but I'm just thinking about all the stuff I've gone through where I'm just right here, taking it all in, aware of what's happening. I was talking to a very close friend last night who I've known since I got sober. And uh, she and I were reminiscing about some of the stuff we've experienced over the years in sobriety. Just a little text chat lasted a little while, but for me it was very deep. I've I've, uh, so easy to just just get all wrapped up in all kinds of nonsense and then times like this just shake it all out. I remember I was living in New York City September 2001 and uh, I was in a bank I needed to use the ATM I was in the Bronx and there was a little room you know you put your card in and then you're just waiting in the room and there's about six of us in the Bronx in this little room and we're all kind of facing each other sort of standing in a like a horseshoe and uh we're all thinking and feeling the same thing. Somebody eventually looks like they're about to say something and they start sort of rocking back and forth and then he says, we gotta get him. <laughs> Meaning the terrorists. And everybody started talking and everybody started um, really bonding. It was powerful. These things happen that... Uh, just wash everything else away and just remind us that very few things really mean much. So, anyways. One of the things I uh, got out this morning is my original journal. I wanted to read a little bit of it. started keeping a journal. And the first entry is from Day 21 of my sobriety, which is November 7th, 1989. It starts out by saying, it's 2.30 in the morning and I'm sitting at Denny's. And then the uh, last thing it says is, it's day 21. (laughs) December 28th, 1989. Boy, a lot has happened since the last time I wrote. It's day 69. I'm still sober. Can't believe it. It's like a roller coaster reading this. I mean, there's so much here. I'm really happy that I started doing it. I'm kind of happy I kept it. Day 122, February 21st. I'm still sober! Exclamation point. All in all, I'm content. I want this underlined so many times. Day 170. I'm still sober, and I'm becoming happy again. I've been in a really bad spell. 
read on here. Day 201, May 8th. I'm unhappy right now, and I have been for about three weeks. I'm in the bondage of self. I need out. I have a shitty attitude right now, and everyone can go fuck themselves. This is day 201. It's my fault. This is my attitude problem. And I'm starting to not care. But I want to care. I have to stay sober want to stay sober and then it goes on and reads a bunch of personal stuff uh, let's see day 214 I feel much better and figured out the things I've been doing wrong it's basically step three um, as bad as it is it still beats the shit out of the old days I want to do something with my life one day at a time. Day 229, June 5th. I feel great. Had another spiritual awakening. And it goes on to a bunch of personal stuff. And it's just a roller coaster. I feel good. I feel bad. I feel like shit. I feel terrible. Day 300, I feel good again in a lot of ways. about to write another inventory life is good all in all day 365 a year ago on this day I had my last drink so far I need to get back into it Uh, a a bunch of stuff here Proof that money and women do not bring happiness. I am miserable. March 9th, 1991. Still sober. Thank God. I'm in the middle of a rough time. I hope it passes. I've been thinking a lot about drinking. I know it doesn't work. But it's cunning, baffling, and powerful. I hope to God I can stay sober. People in the program are dropping like flies. I know this shouldn't have anything to do with me, but it fucks me up. I told my dad I'm an alcoholic and really explained it to him for the first time. It went fine. Ah, March 22nd, 1991. Are you ready for this one? The only entry, coffee is good. Um, read a couple more of these. April 16th, 1992, I'm still sober. My God, I just read this whole journal. I'm not sure what I'm doing wrong right now. That's not entirely true. <laughs> my amplifier and pedal and microphone were stolen etc etc I'm 21 years old now yikes 
scary that I could just go get drunk so easily right now. But I always did anyways. I'm not happy. But I've never been happy. It's just that now it's very obvious to me. <laughs> I want to stay sober more than anything. I'm going to four or five meetings a week still. But I'm hardly praying. And I'm not currently getting together with newcomers. I'm constantly thinking about me and my problems. Fuck. Come on. I mean, it just goes on and on. It's just all over the place. But I wanted to read a little bit, a bit of that because I've talked about it before, especially the first couple of shows about how um, how messy sobriety is. And uh, these days, I don't feel any of that. But that's, I mean, I, I got much more like that. I can read. I mean, it's just, that was my experience. I was just, it was rough. It was rough. And back then, whenever I heard somebody who was not struggling, I just didn't relate that much. I just thought they were lying. They had to be. Because you know how you can only, I can I've noticed. I judge people through the filter of my own motives, my own growth, my own whatever. So, if I would only say something because I wanted attention, then if you say something, I'm thinking that's why you're saying it. I don't know anything else. So back then, if I heard somebody who was saying they're happy, they're joyous, they're free, they have peace, they trust God, I would think you're not telling the truth because the only time I would ever share something like that is because I was arrogant or looking for attention or lying or something. I just didn't relate to it. But um, yeah, hopefully that helps someone to hear. I don't know. Because I know that sobriety is bumpy and rocky and scary and and again I can't imagine what it would be like right now to be new in sobriety and have all this uncertainty around the world. I think it would freak me out. And uh you know but my message today is just that Everything's okay. I don't know how, but I know that it is. And I know you're okay. If you're listening to this and you're freaking out, I pray that you're okay. I believe everything's okay. And I don't know who needs to hear it. I don't know. The meeting this morning, it was... You can see everyone's face and you can see their space and it was like it looked like you're watching, you know <laughs> the two thousand twenty Brady Bunch where, you know, here's mom and here's dad and here's Alice and here's 
dad's first wife, and then here, here comes dad's third wife, and here comes dad's stepsons from marriage number four, and then here is his stepdaughter from his current marriage, and it's just, it was like a huge, huge Brady Bunch. And uh, some people are hurting. So I don't know who needs to hear all this. But, um, you know, I know everything's okay. I wanted to uh, I wanted to share some of that with you. Let's see what's in my let's see what's in my book, actual big book here. Just thrashed and tattered and pretty cool. Bill, if you're listening, you know he might be. Got sober with Bill. And uh, we used to do a really funny thing. In meetings, one of us would draw a weird picture, and the other one would draw the caption for that picture. And and uh, it's funny to see those. They're hysterical. Very weird. Very weird. This is... <laughs> Not everybody has this humor. Otherwise, I would share it. But I will say, <laughs> there's a slice of pizza holding up a daisy at gunpoint. And then some very funny captions. Anyways... Um, yeah. Um, anyways, what was I going to do here? I was going to see if there's any notes in here, but there are, really aren't any notes in here. I think in my original 12 and 12 is a little shit show. I think I was scribbling in there that I wanted to die, and I was agnostic again, and all kinds of stuff. But, um, Anyways, I thought the last thing that I would read today is um, the 11-step prayer. just seemed appropriate. So I'm going to do it. And the 11-step prayer is also the St. Francis prayer, and it is also known as the 11-step prayer. It's in step 11 on page 99 in the 12 and 12, if you don't already know. And it goes a little something like this. Lord, make me a channel of thy peace that where there is hatred, I may bring love. That where there is wrong, I may bring the spirit of forgiveness. That where there is discord, I may bring harmony. That where there is error, I may bring truth. That where there is doubt, I may bring faith. That where there is despair, I may bring hope. That where there are shadows, I may bring light. Where there is sadness, I may bring joy. Lord, grant that I may seek rather to comfort than to be comforted, to understand than to be understood, to love than to be loved, for it is by self-forgetting that one finds. It is by forgiving that one is forgiven. It is by dying that one awakens to eternal life. Amen. And I wanted to say a couple things about this. For me personally, and maybe they'll help, there's a few things. One is at the end there, when it says, Grant that I may seek rather to comfort than to be comforted, to understand than to be understood, to love than to be loved. That's the essence to me of being out of self. I'm not in the foreground. If I'm thinking about the love I'm getting or not getting, I'm in the foreground. If I'm thinking about whether or not I'm understood, I'm in the foreground. Whereas if I'm seeking to understand, 
that I'm seeking to love instead that I'm not, etc. The first time I read that, I remember Bill again. We were so blown away by that notion, we drew it on the board in a Wednesday night speaker meeting. And we were setting up the meeting. I think I was a literature person. He was there with me or something. And we wrote it on the board and we were just... We just loved it so much we wanted everybody to understand that and we wrote it on the board and put it behind the meeting and somebody was like, you know, fuck off, take that down, you can't write it on that board. And we were like, okay. But anyways, I still think about that when I see that. But um, yeah, that's like the essence of getting out of self, self-forgetting that one finds. And uh, anyways, I know I will encounter shadows today discord darkness and the like and uh, I'm going to try and stay in this prayer today I have noticed something and that is that the birds over here don't really give a shit about what's going on in the world they're concerned whether whether or not they have food and water out there on our balcony. And you know why? You know why they're so consumed with that? Yeah. You're right. You guessed it. Because they're alcoholic. It's their alcoholic thinking. So that is the terrible joke alert that shuts down the show and that'll be it for the day. I decided that I would change the music at the beginning of the end and temporarily disband the uh, the uh, daily readings from the joke book. Um, just doesn't feel right. Um, so, anyways, maybe we'll maybe we'll stick with these this new sound and format and songs. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Anyways, that's it alone. We're all in this. God's got this. God's bigger than all of this. Don't forget, God is much bigger than everything going on. And uh, that's what I've learned in in sobriety. And uh, maybe somebody needed to hear that. Maybe not, but I'm saying it anyway. I am going to go try to live a life saving. And I hope you'll do the same.